Star Wars 7x7 episode 1885 today. Since we are at the back end of the Thrawn trilogy of novels, I thought it would be a good moment to take a look at the Chiss's involvement with the Empire and think about whether it could be possible that the Chiss are involved in the sequel era as well. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. So here is your brief history of Chiss interactions with the Galactic Empire. And I'm saying the Galactic Empire because that's basically what we know at this point. As far as we know, there have been no interactions between the Chiss and any other faction, New Republic, First Order, remnants of the Empire, anything you want to call it. In the sequel era, anything after the Battle of Endor, nothing. In fact, it's really actually, I think, at this point, um, yeah, not prior to the ending of the original trilogy do we have any instance of the Chiss interacting with anyone at this point. What we do know is that the Chiss originate in the unknown regions and that they believe that this other species, the Grisk, which we'll talk about in more depth on tomorrow's episode, are a significant threat not just to their own species, but to the power in the unknown regions and potentially to the known galaxy as well. And so the whole point of Thrawn being involved in the Galactic Empire was actually a setup for all intents and purposes. The Chiss Ascendancy decided that it was time to evaluate whether the Galactic Empire would be a friend, and ally in dealing with the Grisk or whether they were a threat potentially. Not necessarily directly per se, but more that, you know, were they a group of, you know, powerful people that could be taken over by the Grisk and ultimately, you know, brought to bear against the Chiss and other species who wouldn't want the Grisk to be ruling their lives. And so Thrawn was sent to a planet in wild space and was supposed to be there living in exile and catch the attention of the Imperials, which he eventually did and was brought to the attention of Palpatine. And Palpatine basically worked out a deal with Thrawn where Thrawn would help Palpatine understand the unknown regions and in return, Palpatine would get Thrawn training to learn about the Empire and its capacity. So basically, Thrawn would dedicate his service to the Empire in exchange for helping Palpatine understand more about the Unknown Regions. And so this is how Thrawn ultimately rose through the ranks of the Galactic Empire and eventually became the Grand Admiral in charge of the Seventh Fleet. So this Grisk threat was sort of hinted at in the original new, <laughs> the new original Thrawn novel and actually was revealed to us in the Thrawn Alliances novel that came out before this one. Now in the Thrawn Treason novel, they have made some active incursions into the Galactic Empire's territory. Surprise, surprise, it wasn't necessarily what Thrawn thought was happening when the whole situation went down with the Stardust supply lines getting messed with. Seemed like it was just pirates, but turned out that it wasn't just pirates. There's a lot more to it, and the Grisk were happily complicating the issue. Now, I should say, just for the record, that we're about to hit spoiler territory for Thrawn Treason, if it matters to you, so you've been warned. The 
whole situation with the Grisk incursion into the Empire's territory also brings Thrawn into contact with a former compatriot of his from the Chiss Defense Fleet, that would be Admiral Aralani, who also happens to have Eli Vanto with her, and, you know, that, of course, is fun we talked about yesterday. But this brings up the question of Thrawn's loyalties yet again. And I would say, to a degree, the marketing materials for Thrawn Treason kind of put you in mind of the possibility that it's Thrawn's loyalties that are really being tested here, and that ultimately turns out not to be the case. But what really is still in question and gets asked from time to time is whether Thrawn's loyalties are to the Empire or to the Chiss. And Thrawn's answer constantly is, while I am in your service, Emperor Palpatine, Sheev, if you will, I am totally loyal to the Empire. But the fact of the matter is, Thrawn could decide to change his mind at any minute and say, yeah, I'm done serving the Empire, I'm going back to the Chiss, see ya! And he would take with him all of the knowledge that he'd acquired about the Empire and bring it to the service of the Chiss if he wanted to, if he felt like it was the right thing to do. And in that case, the Empire at least, you know, as strange as it may seem, it might have been a good thing that the Pergil took him and Ezra off to heaven knows where at the end of the Star Wars Rebels series, because one of the things that Palpatine thinks is that once the Death Star is completed, that that is going to help with control of the galaxy, and that these Grisk are not going to be a problem ever again, especially once they get this thing up and running. Well, Part of the concern of the Chiss was, you know, other people taking over their stuff. Palpatine wants to get into the Unknown Regions and wants to know if these guys are allies, but ultimately, he's not going to be allied with anyone. He would want to rule over them, period, paragraph. And based on the way the Chiss have been seeing the Grisk and what they think about them and about the notion of getting taken over by them, well, I can't see them standing for the notion of Palpatine and the Empire taking over. And I don't think that would ultimately align with what Thrawn's desires would be either. I think that would have probably been the breaking point once the Death Star went operational, but thankfully he never got pushed to that point because he got taken away. Now, what does this all have to do with the sequel trilogy? Well, I'll tell you about that after the break. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Constant Contact, the premier email marketing solution for small businesses and organizations. I've used their service since 2003, and over the past decade and a half, I've watched them evolve, make the product simpler, more powerful, easy to use, and do everything that they can to help train people to use the product more effectively and for it to work with other forms of marketing like social media, for example. So. Check out sw7x7.com slash email to learn more about Constant Contact and start a free trial. Once again, that is sw7x7.com slash email for a free trial. Welcome back. So I know there had been rumors way back when that the actor Richard E. Grant might be portraying Thrawn in The Rise of Skywalker, and we found out that's not the case. He's part of the First Order and definitely not a Chiss, but... Be that as it may, one of the things that has to do with the sequel era stuff is the fact that thanks to the knowledge that Thrawn imparted to Palpatine prior to him getting sucked out <laughs> heaven knows where, is that that helped Palpatine be able to get into the Unknown Regions and get some of his forces there. 
after the Battle of Endor and thus be able to recoup and eventually build into what became of the First Order. However, what we don't know is whether the Chiss were aware of what was going on with that. And based on everything we've learned about the Chiss so far, it seems like they would certainly have known what the former Empire and later the First Order was doing in the Unknown Regions. It's sort of their business to know. And by extension, the Grisks also, and they could be a risk factor too. And again, we'll talk more about the Grisks tomorrow. But for the fact that we have that dormant Imperial Star Destroyer fleet sitting off in what may presumably be the unknown regions that we just saw in the D23 footage from the Rise of Skywalker, wouldn't it be interesting to see the Chiss come into play? I mean, if that really is what you know, patron Pam Johnson suggested that it could be a fleet of Star Destroyers just sitting idle there waiting for somebody to take them. Well, somebody's going to have to fly them and the resistance is pretty well depleted. Wouldn't it be fascinating if somehow they managed to hook up with the Chiss and that was part of the solution? I have no indications that this is actually the case, but they're going to need bodies and somebody needs to fly those things. So <laughs> it's one potential solution for that situation. And that, my friends, is going to do it for today's episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.